ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake Botel, and I'm joined in the Zoom studios by my bro, Sambo. How are you? Good. How are you? I I don't am. ask I don't ask enough. Now I'm going <laughs> to write over you. the top of you while you try to answer. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, I, I thank you for asking. I feel seen. I feel heard. I feel acknowledged. I'm absolutely cooked. I spent the day foraging mushrooms um, up in the, the forest, um, the safe edible kind, and done in a professional setting. Um, so don't come at me with your bullshit. But fuck me, it is hard on your back, bending down, cutting shrooms. Uh, what about you? Uh, I am, I'm good. I, um, yeah, big day, big day. Just normal, everyday stuff for me. Caught up with uh, Agent O, though. It's been a long time. Had a, bit of a, had a bit of a chat to Agent O. Really? Uh, he's, resurf- he's resurfaced. He's fine. He's, he's alive and well. He's always somewhere with his finger on the pulse. Agent O, AFL Insider. Agent O. He's always somewhere with his finger on the pulse. Agent O. Yeah, Agent O. Definitely have to get Agent O on the show at some point. Mm. I feel like we should change that. Like, just cut off Johnny's quote there. So it's just, uh, he's always somewhere with his finger and just cut it off there. Like, it's... Like it's- <laughs> It, it's ambiguous, but we can like we know it's because he's like doing the finger, like the James Bond pose with the finger, with the with the finger gun. Yeah. But if you just leave it there, we know yeah. we've got a justification. But it's also yeah. a nice, a, a nice ambiguous little how 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 weird is this? That's right, Agent O. He's always somewhere with his finger. With um, his finger. <laughs> I mean, it's not true. It's not. It, it's not untrue. Sorry, it's not an untrue statement. True. He's he's generally always <laughs> somewhere with. with with his finger, nine other ones as well, but definitely that tenth finger. That one as well, yeah. Did he have any hot footy takes, Sam? Oh, absolutely. But all of them are a little bit too uh, too insider for me to share here. I don't want to get caught up in any kind of scandal. You know how how things are these days. We've got to be pretty cautious about what and where we say it. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to become involved in the crossfire between Agent O and like Caro Wilson no, or look- something. Yeah, and look, if I give away some of the, uh, Agent O's inside information, and it leads to one of the teams using that information—that information to just topple one of the other top elite teams, causing some kind of upset—and then they find out that I leaked their uh, their strategies and game plans uh, that they gave to Agent O in confidence. You know, it's going to leak his position as well. You know, they'll 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 narrow down pretty quickly where the where the uh, the oxygen's coming out of. So. We've got to protect his reputation as well. Nobody wants a leaky position. I mean, that's just a good rule no. of thumb. Um, massive game that we've got to preview. Well, maybe it's not a massive game. I don't know. It's week 12. Where no, are you it's at? a game. On the, yeah, on the scale of like, no, it's like a pebble to this is like a mountain of a game. Where are you on the scale? Of how, how big, big it is? I imagine it'll, be, I imagine it'll be about as long as most of the games if we're yeah. talking, <laughs> talking runtime. Uh, I think they'll, I mean, I think they'll stick with that. Who knows? Mm. They, they might throw us a curveball, uh, but I think they'll probably stick with this formula for a little while yet. Um, Imagine look, if it I was think like it's... PlayStation, you know, like playing like PlayStation sports where you can just, you can randomize like on NHL, mm. um, you can just randomize. Like maybe it's two periods of play. Maybe it's three. Yeah. Maybe there's no Maybe time this limit. kicks on the siren. You don't know. <laughs> you could be about to win it 
or this could be half time. We we'll just call it when we think it's got boring. You know, I think that's a, it's a I think that's what it should be. It should be like a tempo clock. Mm. So it should be like a like an oxygen meter, okay? That when it's really fast, the meter at the bottom of the screen is all the way full. So we as a viewer can see it, but the players can't see it. And as it gets boring, the little meter starts to drain. And anytime you let that meter get to zero, Game over. the game's over. Game oh. over. We're ending it because it's because it's boring. So you have to keep playing as hard as you can, keep it exciting. Nine and a half days just yeah. straight of football just trying to keep trying to keep the game alive mm. and then you just pass out and the and the meter drains and it's over. I think Pl- that's the fairest way to do players it. Players really. getting hooked up to IV on the on the sidelines. I've got the word for it. Yes. It's the spiceometer. The spiceometer. Mm. You've got to keep it spicy, you know? Spice I see whenever something's written like that, like a spiceometer, yeah. I read it as spiceometer. Uh, <laughs> which I think which which I do I, I'm not gonna change my ways. I think it sounds better. I think it's sexier. Fair enough. Spiceometer. I feel like it should be one of like one of those mobile phone games where as the excitement builds, like you build combos and this little like yeah. chili character with sunglasses goes spicy. Mm. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. The whole spiceometer thing doesn't uh come out so well when you're talking about pedometer but anyway yeah. uh, we'll, 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 we'll we'll move on um look on this on the scale of a of a pebble to a boulder uh i think this this game some honestly i was thinking this today i think my attitude towards it is pretty good because if we lose it doesn't mean anything who cares but if yeah. we win it was a really important game it was it was a real make or break <laughs> game of the season Sam's um look i'm nervous i'm always my philosophy, the, yeah. His, his theory of football relativity. <laughs> yeah, we'll fix it. We'll fix it in post. This all <laughs> this will all change depending on how we look back at it. Really, let's yeah. just like let's just withhold our opinions until we've seen how it's gone. Um, I feel like I'll be able to give a way better prediction of the importance of this game once it's been. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> I'm always nervous playing the dogs. We've been we've talked about it before. Had a pretty hectic live experience watching the cats play the dogs uh mm. in our in our formative years uh and, and on top of that one of our best friends um mm. jacko long time listener long time bulldog fan is yeah as i said bulldog, bulldog fan and that just that just changes things we don't have a lot of diehard football followers in our friend group that <laughs> so aren't geelong fan, fans. friends we don't have a lot of friends either. We don't have a lot. We can't afford to lose one. I've actually contacted Chris Scott to see if he can throw this one to, so we can keep our friend. Uh, like, look, just whatever you do, don't give the ball to Gary Rowan on the siren. Okay, we we really want to we really want to keep this friendship ticking along. Mm. If you could just uh, make that promise to us, um, uh, yeah, and it's 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 it it feels more contentious. I'm always like, do I I, I secretly want to win, but also I kind of. I kind of, I kind of don't want to. I don't want to win at the same time. Will I be a better winner or a loser? It's a big mm-hmm. thing. Are you, are you a gracious winner or are you a gracious loser? Because not many people are both. Not no. many people are both. No, that's true. It's a do you, you, you sort of one or the other genetically. Mm. Um, I, I genetically, think... I would have said probably psychologically, but maybe not. You know, <laughs> You're born maybe into it's it. true. Maybe it's genetic. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so the the cats and dogs. Uh, played quite a bit the last 15 games i mean the last 25 plus games it's been pretty lopsided the cats in the last 15 have won 13 of the last 15 games it doesn't feel that way it really doesn't um but those two losses 
came at Marvel Stadium in 2018 mm-hmm. by two points, 2019 by 16 points. Uh, so they've got recent form against the Cats, the Dogs. I think how so. long How long's it been since either of us had a blowout against the other? Not that long. I mean, the, the, the Cats um, beat the Dogs by 54 uh, in 2019 in the first game between the two sides. Um, mm. They beat them by 57 uh, at Etihad in 2016 um, by about 60 in 2011. So the... In 2016, that was the year the dogs won it, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yeah, I feel like that's always our claim to fame. We're always like, yeah, they won, but we we were the ones that beat that one team in that year where they don't. Where they won crazy. The one. Yeah, we'll, we'll hold on to that. We'll always hold on to that. We beat them twice in 2016, and and, and relatively comfortably, four goals and ten goals. It was so mm. weird. Uh, weird season. I'm glad we didn't play them in the finals last year that would have really tested the friendship there was a bit there where we thought we're both in the prelim holy crap there might be a cat's dogs grand final that would have stretched yeah. the friendship possibly um but so, so yeah as you said we're, we're always sort of a little nervous going in against the doggies it was the first live footy game that you and i went to um and it was kind of the dogs pretty much slaughtered us um but we sort of mounted a late comeback from memory yes. um to put a bit of respectability on. I remember Peter Riccardi kicking a nice goal. Um, and I also remember just Bulldogs fans saying horrible things uh, about Gary Ablett and, and that sort of stuck with me. Um, but I also remember a, a, a Sean headed cats fan that I thought was going to straight up murder us, uh, a whole heap of people around us. Cause we were, <laughs> we were not in either, in either fan group. We were in the generals no. just with like a bit of both. And as you say, there was a lot of vitriol coming from the dog fans. Uh, and then this one particular cat fan really took it to heart and thought mm. maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll turn this shit wild west. <laughs> um, I think. Needless to say, it was a little while before I went back to a live football game. Yeah, it's if a I bit remember. intimidating sometimes. <laughs> um, the the this game though, sort of an important one, and and then in some ways not so important. I mean, I personally. We're, we're currently four points, the Cats. We're in sixth place on 28 points. Um, we are a game clear inside the eight. We're a game outside the top four. I personally, the Cats playing as they are right now with the injuries they have, um, as, it, as the, the league is constituted right now, I don't really see us as a top four team. Now, a lot can change in the next, you know, this game and the, and the subsequent 10. And you might end up looking like a real top four team, but uh, like uh, we're in a well, you can a... you can play you can play like a foot top four team and not be in the top four. Exactly, you know what I mean. Like in the yeah. se- in this in the second half of the year, so I don't think we've played like a top four team. Mm. Certainly I not think... for any extended period of time. There's been flashes of it. Uh, second half of the year may be better, maybe worse. Who knows? Yeah. But at the moment, um, you know, I think in the second half of the year we could play like a top four team and still mm. finish outside the top four yeah and i think i think sixth sixth feels about right for the ups and downs and and i think that's a great result we spoke about before the season top four should be the aim finishing finals is a pass mark um because the way we viewed it was that there was going to be a lot of transition there has been a lot of transition the Mm. cats went in with nine players 23 or younger um but the dogs have won four of their last five games the cats have won three of their last five wanted to get into the team selection with you because um, there's 
there's reason to be excited um, uh, from your perspective because there's... Yes, sir! Gary Rowan back mm. into the side. Reese Stanley back into the side. Shannon Neal, there was a bit of gamesmanship from Chris Scott saying, well, Shannon Neal may not necessarily make way for anyone. Um, but he does. Uh, Shannon Neal omitted. <laughs> Francis, uh, Frank the Tank Evans also omitted. So those two guys make way. Um, pretty handy to have been able to get more games into Frank the Tank uh, to debut Shannon Neal. But, but also nice to have your first choice ruck and one of your first picked forwards back in the side, right? Absolutely. I think it's, you know, I think we've played extremely well, uh, all things considered. Uh, and it's not something that seems to be, as we've said on the pod before, it's not something that seems to be like getting taken into consideration a lot that we haven't had a first pick ruck in mm. the side uh, for a number of games now. Um, and so the fact that we have maintained the way we, the way we have is, um, is really impressive and a, an absolute testament to, to, to Blix and the players around him, you know, helping him out and propping him up a bit. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, part of me goes, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like we've been doing, <laughs> we've been doing so well, like, you, you know, you can't just bring a player in and not drop anyone. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see if the, the team synergy and the, the, the dynamic is altered greatly as well. Like we, we may see a bit of, you know, reintroducing some players, um sometimes there's, there's things that you maybe took for granted when you're going geez we're playing all right considering well maybe you were playing better than you would have been mm. um but no i love i love stanley glad he's back i love rowan of course uh glad he's back in um very interested in the emergencies and wanted to get your opinion jake i thought I was, I was gonna ask oh, you and i thought i'll save this for the pod feeling i'll very actually ask him a question <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> I'm feeling very generous. Um, who, who of the who of the emergencies uh, do you hope to see as the the medical sub? Narkle, Quentin Narkle. Narkle, me too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, I think I think it'd be really good. I think we need to see as much of as possible of Narkle in 2022. Is he only on? I'm trying to think back if he's got a one year deal with the cats. Does that sound about right? Yes. Um, I I think that's, that's the key. Get as much of a look at him this year as possible. I think he played um, pretty well in patches against the saints. Um, So yeah, I'd be saying he'd be my, I mean, depending on who gets injured, you know, if Tom Stewart's injured, then, you know, you don't put, you don't bring Quentin Narkle in for him. But I I think, I think Narkle would be my pick. Yeah, definitely. Mm, you know, I, I agree. It, it, it feels a bit, as always, it feels a little harsh that he's not getting a straight up run, but I don't necessarily have a great answer for who you would put him in instead of. Because, I mean, you're not going to drop Myers after that week. No, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't really have a, have a strong answer for it. But in, in you know, missing Menegola, missing Dangerfield, um, you do kind of go, oh, it's, that's rough that he can't get a run even with those <laughs> with those guys missing. But um, such is the way the team is is form, formate, formulated at the moment. Yeah, and, and I mean, just to run through the whole team, you've got Tom Stewart, Sam DeConing, Tom Adkins across the back, the halfbacks, Colin Jasny, Mark Blixarv, Zach Guthrie, the centre line, Mitch Duncan, Cam Guthrie, Isaac Smith, the half boards, Brian Myers, Jeremy Cameron, Gary Rowan. Um, 
the forwards, Brad Close, Tom Hawkins, Tyson Stengel, the forward line as a whole is looking fucking juicy. Um, the, mm. the followers, Stanley, Parfit, and Selwood, and the interchange, you've got Buse, O'Connor, Stevens. Like that Stevens is keeping on getting a run here. Yes. Um, and Zach Tui. So any sort of thoughts from the lineup as a whole, it still sort of sticks out to me that there's still enough youth kind of, you know, in each sort of position group, um, mm. which is exciting. Yeah, it's, it, it, uh, it is exciting. It's an exciting, you know, it's good because it's kind of like at the moment we're running all my old faves and yeah. some exciting new players. Um, it does strike me that there's a bit of a gap between the youth and the experience. We don't have a lot in that sort of like, Middle. 25 26 kind of mm. age yeah. range um and that's part of what we've talked about before in terms of there'll be a you know we've we've got to get those players at that age game time so that when the older statesmen step down there's the next generation of of the leadership group etc cetera, etc cetera. but a lot of them are injured you know like the big thing for me i love menegola i'd love him back i'd love him back specifically against the dogs um but you know, from more of an objective point of view, I think the lack of Henry is a big one. Like he's really, you know, he was really starting to take some strides and, and stake his claim as a bit of a leader, as a, as a future Tom Stewart. Um, and so it, it does really kind of, it, you do notice that, that we've kind of got young green players and then guys who are like facing mm. retirement down the barrel um, in the side, not in the, in the, entire team because we do we do have those mid mid-age range guys um but i feel like they're the ones that we we tend to lose through injury and whatnot more often at the moment so it's kind of like that core that middle um uh group that should blend the two together um so yeah I, the thing about the team that does strike me is is the lack of jack henry that again speaking of things that aren't given much um of a look in the media is that we are limping on. We have been limping on without Stanley, but also without fucking Jack Henry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's been like a big pleasing part of the season. Like for me so far is just the ability to roll with the punches that maybe you're finding some depth in players like Zach Guthrie, Sam DeConing, you know, in, in his sort of uh, debut mm. season as a defender, obviously played one, one game, I think last year uh, up forward. You're finding something. I think there's like there's some players that you're like, yep, we, we've sort of found them. We know where their level is. And I look at Stengel. I look at Close. I look at DeConing. Um, I think Zach Guthrie has kind of hit a really consistent sort of level. Mm. And now now it's like you're looking to this second group of players. Your Grian Myers, um, Cooper Stevens uh, are two that sort of stick out to me. Quentin Narkle, there's a few guys you're looking at going, well, we think they might have a future. You know, we, we, we're, we're pretty confident they've got a future. Uh, and now it's like a matter of can they put it together? Because that, that group of players, um, Grind Myers, Close, Stengel, uh, Brandon Parfit, Narkle, if you can crack the team, um, Myers, uh, there was a couple others. That, Jack Henry is another one. Zach Guthrie. All, all of those players are going to be in that 25-26 in the next mm. couple of seasons. They, they should be forming the bulk of the side. So it's like there's some settled groupings and then there's some guys you're still waiting to see, okay, are, are they going to hit their upside like consistently? 
um, and force yeah. their way into the team. Interested to hear like what you've got to think about uh, Jake Collajasny and Mark O'Connor. I've noticed a lot of stuff on Twitter um, from people saying that they are two players who... Uh, it hasn't actually been like vitriolic uh, or anything. It's just kind of people arguing about selection and um, mm. saying, you know, when Henry comes back, who goes out, who comes in, blah, blah, blah. What do you think of their their roles in the side thus far this season with O'Connor and Kola Jazzy? Uh, I do think that O'Connor, probably when he's not being used as, you know, for tagging, for, cl- for shutting someone out of the game, I think he's phenomenal at that. But he mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be used in that way as much this season, probably because of the, the players we're missing. Uh, and I, I don't think he's quite at the level, like the just, you know, ball skill wise. I don't think he's quite at the level where I say he's a, he's a guaranteed start. No matter if, if everyone on our list is healthy and fit, I don't think he's guaranteed. Um, unless yeah, we're playing and we need, we need his, you know, his running speed and, he, and his sh- sh- shutting down ability. Uh, Cola, I, I don't know if it's sentimentality or not, but I don't want to see him out of the side. I think he's a, a, one of those, you know, we talk about the Jenga players, but the other side of it is the, the bricks and mortar players, the players that make up the, the foundation. And I really think Cola Jasney is one of, um, is one of those that, you know, it's a bit of a, he's a part of the culture yeah. <laughs> as opposed yeah. to, you know, any, he's not going to lay one particular tackle that'll make headlines. He's, you know. He's not going to necessarily have a lot of score involvements all the time, but his, you know, his his pressure and his um his work for the team at large, I think is valuable. Um, but I can I can also certainly see, you know, if people want superstars in every single position of the of the ground, he is one that you would, you know, people might not want there because he he doesn't rack up a whole heap of stats or or make a whole heap of sensational things. Um. But for me, for mine, I'm happy for him to be in the side. Mm. Uh, O'Connor, I think, is probably filling up a gap that's a bit beyond his reach at the moment. Um, but at the same time, I really like him. I really like him as a player. And I don't think he's, like, letting the side down. I think just it's one of those things, you know, if, if you look look at his disposal mm. versus, versus, like, you know, either the Guthrie's even or, um, or Smith or someone, you know, it's... Mm. It's just a little shakier. It's just like he's he's certainly more likely to kick it a little too far or a little too short, a little too high. Um and you know, I think that's that's fair because he doesn't actually get a lot of the ball normally because he's he's more or less a a, a, a tagger um game in, game out. De- uh, definitely last year he was. Um you know, you barely ever saw him or the player he was on, and that was kind of like, well, you you know, O'Connor's doing his role well. <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting it, it, it's sort of weird to me that he excelled at that so well in particularly early in the season last year and now it's sort of just mm. like with i uh, know that just hasn't happened again and it's sort of like god that feels like such a weapon to have like that shutdown yeah. player and um the thing with college well, I, I, th- I do think that I, I remember them talking on the um god i can't remember it was it was nathan buckley i can't remember which of the shows he was talking on but talking about how um, teams have got a, have developed a lot more tactics for dealing with a tagger, like someone that's in there just to 
So they'll like just drag drag them out of the game, like put them way out of position to also drag that defender way out of position. Um or even even you know, double team them kind of thing. Like there's they he, he did say that it's you know, a lot of coaches have got wise and got their own sort of dark arts to deal with it. So in general, he, he was of the opinion that we we won't see it as much. And maybe that's maybe this was early in the year that he was saying this, and maybe that's the case specifically for O'Connor. I don't know about the the league at large, but maybe they were trying to use him that way and it just wasn't as, as effective anymore. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and on the college Asni thing too, I think it probably st- stands out to people too, because probably two of his three worst games this season have been the last two games. Like he's been quite quiet um, mm. where, you know, he played really well in the GWS Giants game. He, he's um, been quiet last couple of weeks. And he's also one of the ones that's kind of likely to give away some freeze last couple of weeks. So it's kind of yeah. looked pretty bad on him. <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, just who knows a, if that's a trend or not. A young player too, uh, Max Holmes. Uh, just while I've got it up in front of me, um, uh, there's an article saying that he's tracking ahead of schedule um, in recovery, mm-hmm. uh, looking to probably come back a few weeks after the bye. Um, this was in an article on the Cats website uh, by Troy Daniel. And in that it says... Um, I'll be ready to play by then, referencing the trip to the Eagles in round 14, but I don't know what my chances of AFL versus VFL are. I'll just go with whatever the coaches say. Um, I really thought Chris Scott's comments were interesting in this article. Uh, He said, uh, Chris Scott highlighted the 19-year-old's importance to his side's prospects after he went down against the Dockers in round seven. it might be a weird positive for us as well that it really affected us, Scott said in April. We understand that better than most because Max is only a relatively young player and new to our system, but he's become really important in a perverse way in the long term. That speaks to how good he is going to be and how important he is to us. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say we've probably seen less of that run and dash style since Holmes went down, it was a real hallmark of the first sort of month of the season where you would see it at least in spurts. And and we probably have seen less of it. And I hadn't really made the correlation. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's true. I think he was, uh, gave it a bit of a bit of life, a bit of heart in that, um, uh, in that center corridor. And yeah, it's, it's either we've done it less cause he's not there to do it, or maybe we were worse at worse at it without him. So we've adjusted um, to account for that, um, a question. Another question you might have an answer to is Sam Simpson. He he's been back in the VFL for a while. Is he is he knocking at the door of, of selection, or is I think I have it in my head that it was like mid April. Maybe he may he returned to the VFL, uh, and then maybe we, I feel like we haven't heard much since then. Yeah, I was just gonna have a look at his, like his his. Um, so he hasn't played since twenty twenty one, and only played the four games. Uh, in twenty twenty one for us, and it was yeah. I remember, I remember really liking what he showed, and then he he copped an injury. So yeah, round eight he was. played, and then he played three games. He played t- round twenty two, round twenty three, and the quarter final, uh, the qualifying final against Port, and that was it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what injury it is. He didn't play at all in twenty nineteen. He's been at the club like quite a while. He's been at the club since twenty seventeen. Mm. Um, so I think from what I can sort of recall from my limited vfl knowledge it's been an on and off 
sort of injury issue and and possibly okay and i could be speaking out my ass here but i thought there was a a sort of a major sort of surgery thing he had to have done um you know back that that meant ruling out that 2019 season but um yeah I, I could be totally wrong. Well, maybe he's maybe maybe he hasn't even played any VFL. I could also be wrong about that. Maybe he's still completely injured. Um, mm. I should do a, do a, just as we were talking about team selection and that mid age range kind of. I was thinking he must be around twenty three, twenty four. Um, and I really I re- did really like the cut of his jib in those couple of games that he played last year. But um, yeah, no. memory it was a from memory it was a pretty serious injury, so it's quite possible he hasn't even returned to the VFL yet. Well, I, I just like that he wears his socks pulled up. I think that's a pretty exactly. major, major tick in my book. Um, well, what else does he need? <laughs> exactly. Let's round out the preview pod. Uh, just what do you want to come away from this game with? Is it a specific, just, yeah, whether it's a broad thing, whether it's a specific thing, what do you want to finish up at, ele- you know, at you know, uh, 11 o'clock, you know, tomorrow night when the game's done and dusted, what do you want to be sort of walking away thinking? Um that I'd, I, you know, as much as you hate to blame it on injuries, I'd love to be it to be one of those games where you're like, if we just had this thing, you know, if it's a loss, say, I'd love for it to be that close. Um, and, you know, if we, if it's a win, I'd like it to be a really good shootout for like three, three quarters. Mm. Uh, and then I, if I can ask the football gods, I'd, li- I'd like the dogs to just give up in the fourth quarter and, and, <laughs> and let me, <laughs> let me wind down a bit. Um, but I, I want to come away with mostly the feeling about the the forward line. You know, like Stengel is getting a lot of press and he is doing really well, but I don't necessarily know that we've seen him do his thing under really high pressure mm. and against really good quality sides consistently yet. I think we've seen that he can, he can cut mid-range teams to shreds pretty easily. He almost looks like he doesn't, he's not even trying. You know, like he's a bit of a Jeremy Cameron in that way. He makes it look really easy and you kind of forget how much work he's putting in. Mm. Um, so I'd, I'd really like to, yeah, regardless of if we win or, or lose, I, I'd love to see a bit of a shootout. I'd love to feel like our goal-kicking prowess is enough to carry us, even if the, the midfield's not having as good of a night, if the midfield's a bit, a bit sleepier or... You know, the defense is doing their work, but some are slipping through um, because we've seen some some goals pile on, but we still haven't necessarily seen the scenario where it's a good quality opposition. It's a high pressure game. It's, you know, it's down to the wire and we we take all our chances. That's kind of the, I think, I feel like a broken record because I feel like the goal kicking is... But it, it feels a little bit different. So for a, for a few weeks there, it was really the inaccuracy was what we were asking for. Mm. And I feel like we have tuned that up a little bit. And now it's kind of more a mentality thing, um, which we saw last week. I loved the goal kicking last week. Um, but uh, and, and no disrespect, we we weren't doing it against the Dogs or or Brisbane or Melbourne or something, you know. So that's kind of what I'd like to see, regardless of result, is just feel like our goal kicking got us over the line. Or if that not that our goal kicking nearly got us over the line, even though, you know, our defense and midfields were like half asleep. You know, our, our forwards are just so would wanted it so much and were trying so hard and um, were working together so well. So, yeah, and as I said, I don't think it's a make or break game for us. I think 
a win will be three in a row and amazing and will start to form some momentum. Um, and a loss will kind of be like, yeah, we've got some injuries. Dogs are, dog, dogs are on song. Uh, and it is interesting because we've, we've both teams had a bit of a, again, no disrespect, but a bit of a cruisy week last week. Like I feel like we're coming into this game under fairly similar circumstances. Um, you know, no, no one had a easy enough week where we just like didn't even need to get out a second gear, but also neither of neither team had such a hectic week that we're going to be exhausted. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have really have a clear, concise answer, but I would, I would just love that. I'd love to feel really good about, cause we've got Rowan back. You know what I mean? Every time we're missing Rowan, we can kind of go, ah, oh, we're missing Rowan. But if, He's back and our goal kicking still doesn't like take off and absolutely soar. Um, you know, it'll it'll be a little bit worrying for the the season ahead, I guess. Yeah, I mean the the dogs had a thumping win over the Eagles, so like 101 points. It's gonna be interesting to see how hard they're it's my understanding though that they they didn't go away, right, until like the fourth quarter that they, yeah, they okay. played three quarters of I'm fairly certain they played three quarters of football and just couldn't quite put them away. Um, and then, yeah, yeah I certainly to. didn't track that game very closely at all. Um, Neither did I, to be fair. So I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see. I, I would like um, to really come away feeling good about the midfield's ability to match up against, um, you know, other, other midfields, I guess, um, mm-hmm. especially with the ruck situation sort of a little more solidified. Uh, that, sure. Yeah, I'd like to walk away. You know, you said a shootout. It'd be nice to see a bit of a shootout between the midfielders. Um, you know, where where we're right in it, uh, in the clearance work, in the contested footy. I think I think that's a thing actually. If I can take one thing, I want to come away for the second game in a row feeling like we pressured the absolute fuck out of them. Mm. That we that Adkins, you know, Selwood, Parfit, all these players. Um, you know, uh, Brian Myers, who who was exceptional with pressure last week, um, you know, bring that same hunger to bring down the opponent. That's what I want to see. I want I want to really walk away from this game going, those doggies are going to get up uh, sore and sorry tomorrow because we uh, ran the fuck out of them, um, regardless mm. of the result. So I, I really liked that. I liked that we brought that against Adelaide, even when the game wasn't going our way, that we pressured and pressured and turned them over and, and then got it back on our terms. So I'd like to see that. Uh, that yeah, is it. That's, that's a great point. We said, we said we were going to do a 25 minute show. I think we've actually done close to 40 somehow. Um, sounds like us. Uh, when you- we, not? We, <laughs> I, we started so on song too, you know, like we were right to the point. Yeah. Right. to the, exactly. No, no, no useless no. banter at the start at all. You know, no. it was very, very lean and uh, efficient, but yeah, it just blew out somehow. <laughs> uh, you can definitely hop along and listen to our recap of Cats and Dogs uh, on Monday night slash Tuesday morning. You, can, you won't have an episode of Draft Wars this week on Wednesday. We'll be doing something else, uh, given that the Cats are going to have a bye next weekend. And don't fret, there's going to be plenty of Chaps content during the bye week because we're going to do our mid-season review episode. Excited to get into that. We'll give out some mid-season awards, maybe make some predictions for the second half of the season. Uh, And Sambo, I know you're excited about this. We're also going to do a little bit of 
um, the situation at hand with where the Cats AFLW team is. We'll dedicate a whole episode to that, given that there's, you know, trades and all that sort of expansion ongoing ahead of the yes. second season. You, you, I know you're psyched to do that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I love that stuff, and I can't wait to get into the meat of it. Uh, I've done a quick Google, and it looks like Sam Simpson hasn't played any VFL, so I was incorrect about that. Um, that he, he's he been sidelined indefinitely um, due to a head injury, I believe. No good. Uh, uh, no. Go Cats. Go Cats, yeah, on that uplifting note. <laughs> <laughs> 